Safety. No one covers the storms like News Radio 92.3. Now it's time for your daily pep talk on News Radio Pensacola. Text in the show at 
You know, we've right. been through 90, from 95 to 100 degrees and a heat index of triple digits. And so we've been through all of that. So even when you back off to the low 90s and to the low 70s, it just feels really, really good. But, but, and of course, there's always something else you have to look at. And this is something we talk about all the time on the garden line is drought. We need rain in the absolute worst way. And the only thing we can do at this point is to concentrate on watering our shrubs and our lawns on a regular basis, doing it at the right time, which is generally early morning. Um, And um, we've got to get enough water on all these plants because they dry out so fast, so fast in this heat, especially our container plants. You've got to kind of stick your finger in that dirt and just dry water it because, as we've said on the garden line so many times, um, we've all put a lot of money into our landscaping. It's not cheap anymore, if it ever was, but it's expensive. Plants are expensive. Fertilizer is expensive. And there's no sense in letting all that go by the way because of the drought when we all we have to do is to water. So pay attention to that, if you would, because it's so important right now. It really is. Yeah. It's, and, and you said, you know, if you're working, like, we're we're here, we're working so we don't need to let that bog us down, the rules about watering. Oh, oh, no question. I, I say that all the time. You know, the rules are water, you know, early in the morning, water, um, oh, maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes per zone. All, that's all well and good, and that's the way you should do it. But there's also life you have to tend to. <laughs> right. And so if you only time you have to water that lawn is midnight, do it. Then get it do done. It. It's better than not doing it at all. Um, if you do it midday, of course, you may need to do it a little longer because you're going to lose so much of it to evaporation. And so you need to, and what we're trying to do is to water deep to get into the roots, be it in a container or be it in a front yard. So whatever, though, just, just in this drought-type situation, and that's my term. I'm not sure if the meteorologists would call it a drought, but I think that's basically what it is because your plants are going to tell you. Your plants are going to tell you if they need water, your your Hibiscus, for example, are going to start drooping. Your bush daisies are going to do the same. Your lawn is going to tell you it needs water, especially if it's St. Augustine, because those blades are going to fold up. And right. so you, your lawn will tell you. But I don't. I wouldn't wait that long. I wouldn't wait for it to tell me. I would just get on a regular schedule here and get that water on the lawn. Yeah, just pay attention to what you're saying with the garden line because you do know so much. Well, you're the expert, actually about lawn care and the things that we need to be doing. And if you have any questions or comments for, for Mike, you can text them at 850-437-1620. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel on this gorgeous Tuesday morning. We're hanging out with Mike Wiggins no in the doubt, Garden Line. No doubt about it. And, Jen, what, to kind of start going through our list here of checklists for fall, um, we went to a couple of them the other day, um, last week, as a matter of fact, and I'll, I'll – repeat myself i'll try to be brief uh, one is said, uh, my checklist said fertilize azaleas and camellias lightly well and that's okay that's okay if you do it probably right now you're probably going to be all right but don't wait long too long because we get into a point where we don't want to fertilize our landscape plants really at all because what you're going to what you're going to do is let's say you've got a, a ligustrum hedge or a clear japana hedge um, and you start fertilizing it really heavy in late fall, even mid to late fall, 
you're going to do just that fertilizer is going to do just what it's supposed to do. It's going to make that new growth come out. So here you are with this new, beautiful, tender growth, and you get a frost. You get a mm-hmm. freeze. It's going to nip it. And yeah. it may not kill the plant, but it may weaken it. So why do it at all? So a little light fertilization, for especially on some of your camellias and azaleas, is not a bad idea. Remember our little rule last week we talked about? Um, normally in the spring, if you're going to fertilize your plant, say an azalea plant, you're going to use a tight handful for every foot of height. Right. Well, now you just kind of cut that in half. Okay. You put a tight handful for every two feet of height or okay. half a handful for one foot of height. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> the you, yeah, I remember you. you talking about that, that. that. That's just a good way to do it. It's a um, good rule of thumb. But be careful. Don't wait too long because it's going to be um, – you're going to have – possibility of hurting that new growth if you put that fertilizer on too late so save your effort save your money and just we'll wait till spring yes sir and you also i mean and you had and we will have a little bit more time in just a minute but you had some list and we did we got off on our trail but we can for we can uh, i like to, i like the trails on the garden we line. do we have a lot <laughs> of Let's fun go trails. Down those trails that makes it fun yes sir eight five zero four one six two zero it's the garden line with mike Wiggins, I'm Jan Casey with the Pensacola Expert Panel, and we're going to be back right after this. Finding a landscaper that will actually call you back? Check! Finding one that offers high-end designs complemented with 3D walkthrough designs and 2D renderings? Check! Finding a great landscaper that can also execute beautiful landscape and hardscape designs? Check! Finding one that knows how to erect outdoor pergolas, fences, patios, and kitchens? Check! Finding the right landscaper that also offers irrigation services? Check! Hi, this is Paul with Blue Sky Landscapes. Call us today for a free quote and check out our work at blueskypensacola.com. Join Sonia with Chill Out Cryo Spa Thursday at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Sonia will be taking your calls and discussing how you can achieve your body goals with body sculpting or pain reduction sessions at Chill Out Cryo Spa. You want to look and feel your best. Find out how Thursday at 1030 with Chill Out Cryo Spa and the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Hey, this is Andrew McKay, and it's hurricane season, and we are ready with informative, local, and dependable coverage. Our Storm Experience News team will be here for you with breaking information, including reports from both the Scambia and Santa Rosa County Emergency Operations Centers, live press conferences and interviews with officials, and comprehensive and accurate coverage, along with our TV partners at WEAR Channel 3, we'll help you through the storm. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Is your house making you sick? Learn about the hazards lurking in your home that can affect your health due to high humidity levels and excess moisture. High humidity levels and excess moisture inside the home are the leading cause of insect infestation, mold, mildew, musty odors, and fungi, which can result in making you sick. Condensations on windows and vents, blistering or peeling paint, and cupping of hardwood floors are all signs of high humidity levels and excess moisture. Learn more tomorrow at 9 on Pep Talk with Lisa Murphy from Southern Climate Solutions. Guy Benson talks to the big newsmakers every day from 2 to 4 before Pensacola right now with Joe and Gracie on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. News Radio 92.3. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jen Casey with Mike Wiggins and the Garden Line. And I love it when he comes in here because I learn something every time. 
every time my brain just explodes with information. Um, we have, let's see, what is the best thing that I should be to my centipede, that I should be do- bringing to my centipede lawn right now? How much water per week should it get? Good question. That's a great question. And a lot of that, uh, let's do water first. Then we're yes, going to do a few other things about that centipede. Um, the centipede grass um, needs water right now because it's so dry. But really, it's different in my opinion, from where you live. If you're calling from the northern part of the county, you may not need quite the amount of water as you would need in Gulf Breeze, simply because of the nature of the soil. Gulf Breeze is nothing but sand. That's what most of us have. Up there, you have a little clay in the soil, and it'll hold the moisture better. Here's, I think, a general rule of thumb for everybody. Um, If you're up north, you might do a little less. If you're down south, you may do a little bit more. I go every other day for 30 minutes watering my yard, being sure you've got 100% coverage. Now, this yes, time sir. of year, you know, you go check those sprinkler heads. You know, the kids have been playing in the yard all summer, and you never know which sprinkler head has been kicked off. But the point is um, 30 minutes every other day. I think that's that's a good rule of thumb. Once again, a little bit more um, down south, a little bit less up north. Now, if it continues, if the drought continues, let's say we don't get rain for a week. Now, we are forecast for some rain this weekend. Say we don't get any rain for another week. You might want to go every day. Okay. I, in some areas, especially um, probably in the city and in the Gulf Breeze, you might want to go every day. I wouldn't do it yet. I think every other day is going to be fine. But once again, let that lawn tell you if it, if those blades continue to fold up um in reaction to what you're doing, um, water-wise, you may want to put a little bit more. So kind of pay attention to that. But on the centipede, also, a couple of things that are important. One is the fertilization. Um, I would right now. We held off because of that crazy heat we had. But right now, I would consider putting the winterizer fertilizer on my centipede. And quite frankly, your St. Augustine and zoysia grass also. 10-5-14 is the secret formula not the secret formula it's just the fertilizer formula that has a lot of potash yeah. potash is that last number 10 5 14 14 is the potash which is going to strengthen the roots of that grass to help it get through the winter and have it come out next spring looking better so i would put it there also if you're going to do that and if you're going to do it right now um pretty soon um if you put, say you've got a fertilizer spreader and you're spreading your, your yard, there's no problem in letting that fertilizer, that winterizer fertilizer, go into your shrub bed. Not a bit. Doesn't have that much nitrogen. Now, if you wait, you don't want to do right. it because, as we talked about earlier, that new growth. But if you're doing it, say, this weekend, don't worry about keeping it out of the flower bed. Just go. But as we've always said on the garden line, be careful because a lot of these products are called winterizer plus weed killer. Obviously, you don't want the weed killer in your flower bed. And weed killer combined with fertilizer, we have found to be very ineffective. And really, the fertilizer and the weed killing should be done at different times. So I'd get that winter fertilizer on that centipede. One other thing about centipede, this is something we haven't talked about too much. Centipede um, sometimes has a lifespan. That's one of the disadvantages of it. It can be seven years, eight years, ten years, maybe never, but... The books will tell you that it, it will 
kind of start going downhill after a long period of time. But one thing it may do, it also reacts very harshly to traffic in the winter. Let's say you've got your garbage cans by your garage and you take them to the street. Okay, so you that path where you take where you take those of garbage cans out, you know, once a week or twice a week, whatever it is, um, can can be problematic if with all that traffic in the winter, not in the summer, it's pretty good. But if that's the place, like if the kids are going back and forth on one way into the backyard, um, and you in the springtime you'll say, what happened to my grass? It really didn't come back too well um, along those areas. Right. So, and that's what happens. You just have to if you can. Um, landscape your way out, way out of it, put some stepping stones in there, or kind of vary the way that um, you exit your front yard and backyard. But anyway, that's a nature of centipede. But fertilizer right now and water, that's important. Yes, sir. Let's move on. Listen to this one. This is a good one. How do I know if dead spots in my lawn are from mole crickets or fungus? Boy, that, that is a great question. Um, mole crickets are misjudged sometimes. I think if you see one, you say, oh, my yard's dying from mole crickets, and it really isn't. Mole crickets do their damage by burrowing under the grass, and it dries out because the roots have been disturbed. Okay, well, that's what mole crickets do. So you'll see, if you have mole cricket problems, you'll see some dry spots in your yard not necessarily in a circular form, but kind of in a, the path that the, the mole cricket took. But I think sometimes this time of year, they're not as bad as they generally are, usually in June. That's when they reproduce, and that's when they're the worst. Fungus is another story. Fungus will manifest itself in generally in a circle form or in an arc, kind of half circle, if you will. And you've got the green in the middle, and then you've got this brown, burnt brown look on the edge, and that burnt brown kind of keeps going and keeps going and keeps going and gets bigger. The experts say when you have that circular form with the green in the middle and the brown around it, that's called the donut effect. That's what these yeah. high-paid experts call that. Well. But um, that's a good, good description. Here's what I would do to be sure it's fungus. All right, number one, I would get – Go out and look at it, and if where it's brown on the edge, not where it's green grass, where on that edge of where it's discolored, kind of separate it with your fingers. And if it's mm. wet and greasy and nasty, that generally can be fungus. It really can. And the only way to know if that fungus is getting bigger, I tell people to go get a golf tee, a number two pencil, who cares? Put it right on the edge of that circle that and the area where it's discolored. And if you put that marker right on the edge, and if that fungus, if that brown goes past your marker, you've got the active fungus, and you need to treat it with a fungicide. There's okay. some granular fungicides out there. There's liquids. You can find all kinds of fungicides. Um, just be sure it's labeled for the grass that you're using. St. Augustine, Zoysia. Um, usually St. Augustine is the worst. Uh, that's how you can tell it's Yes, it's sir. Now, also, we may have to talk about this when we get back. There's some other things that may be at play here okay. other than fungus and other than mole crickets. And we can talk about that when we get back. Yes, sir. And we even have more questions and comments. Oh, it's the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jan Casey with Mike Wiggins from the Garden Line. Text your questions and your comments. We're doing our very best to get to all of them this morning. 850-437-1620. And we'll be back right after this. Delicious seafood is what you'll find at David's Catfish House. 
Davis Catfish serves only the best Mississippi catfish and fresh Gulf seafood, as well as generous portions of southern sides. Every Tuesday is two times Tuesday. Buy the six-piece shrimp dinner and get six more shrimp for free every Tuesday. Wednesday is lunch special day. Serving fresh seafood daily, visit David's Catfish House on Dogwood Drive in Milton and New Warrington Road in Pensacola. Welcome to David's, where southern and seafood meet. A better air filter on your air conditioner is nice, but it isn't enough. It takes a lot more than that to clean the air that you breathe. This is Todd with Gulf Coast Air Care. On Wednesday's pep talk, we'll talk about how to keep pollen, bacteria, and other pollutants out of your lungs. Remember what I always say, if you don't have a good air filter, you are one. Let's talk Wednesday morning at 9.30 on Pep Talk. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. The Pensacola Little Theater present a cast of well-known Pensacola actors that promises to deliver a lot of laughs and heartfelt moments. Get your tickets now for Always a Bridesmaid running September 15th through the 24th. Join this exceptional cast as they portray the captivating stories of six women and their enduring friendship amidst the chaos of life and disastrous dresses. Prepare for an evening of entertainment that will keep you engaged from start to finish. Get your tickets now at the PLT box office or at PensacolaLittleTheater.com. Band on the Beach, presented by the Santa Rosa Island Authority, happens every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock at the Gulfside Pavilion on Pensacola Beach. Bring a blanket or a lawn chair and relax and enjoy the sunset with your favorite bands. This week, it's the Neil Young tribute band Rust and Gold. Oh man, look at my life. I'm a lot like They'll be bringing the Neil Young experience to Bands on the Beach this Tuesday at 7, presented by the Santa Rosa Island Authority. And remember, no pets or glass allowed. All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins from 11 till 2 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. News Radio 92.3. It is the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jan Casey. Join in the chat. So many of you, so many comments. We are pressing as hard as we can. Uh, Mike Wiggins here, 850-437-1620. He wants to uh, wrap up the centipede question. Yeah, let me wrap that wrap that up. Um, and I'm really going to go over to St. Augustine, um, but we can talk about the centipede too. We've only got a couple of minutes. Um, lawn grasses this time of year um, will get the fungus, just like we discussed a minute ago. That's something you need to treat. But also you've got two varmints out there, the sod webworms and the um, mole cricket, not the mole cricket, and the chinch bugs. Okay, that's mainly St. Augustine grass. And between fungus, chinch bugs, and sod webworms, that is why so many people have said, no, I'm not mm-hmm. going to do any more St. Augustine. It's got too many problems. I'm going to zoysia grass, which I think is a pretty good decision. Now, it's a, it's a big decision. It's an expensive decision to change your grass, but still, just Georgia doesn't get a lot of those problems. But on sod webworms and chinch bugs, here's something you've got to look for. This is when you've got a brown spot generally near the street or near your driveway or some concrete walkway. That's where the turf is warmer in the summer just because of being near the street or the concrete. And that's what chinch bugs like. That's what sod webworms like. And so you've got to you see those brown spots, and you know it's not lack of water. You know you're watering it, but it's still having problems. Here's what you do. I've got to do this in 30 seconds. You're ready. You dig up a little piece of sod, maybe, oh, I don't know, say 10 by 10, maybe a little smaller. Put it in a bucket, fill it with water, 
hold it down with your hand. And what happens is if you've got chinch bugs, they'll start crawling up the edge of that bucket. They're little black bugs, and it looks like they've got a gray coloring on their back. They're wings, but you really can't tell that. But you'll know them, and if you've got those things crawling up that bucket, you've got to spray it with an insecticide or put a granular insecticide on there. Sod web, that's when you look at your lawn and all the blades have notches in them. Yeah. Then you put out the same insecticide, but that's the sod webworm way to, you can, that's easy to analyze. You walk in there and it looks like a goat's been grazing in your yard. So yeah, that's and the way to look at Yeah, that. and I've seen that. I've seen that. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel with Mike Wiggins in the Garden Line, 850-437-1620 for your questions, concerns, and we'll be back right after this. News. I'm Chris Foster. An escaped Pennsylvania prison inmate, Danilo Cavalcante, has a stolen rifle now, according to state police, and officers responded to another reported sighting last night. They observed footprints in some mud, which were identical to the prison shoes worn by Cavalcante. Attorney uh, Colonel George Bivens says those shoes were found abandoned. A woman in the area says a pair of work boots were stolen from her porch. The reports of 3,000 people killed in flooding in Libya. As many as 10,000 are missing after flooding across eastern Libya and officials coordinating search and rescue efforts report in one of the hardest hit cities, more than 2,000 people have been found dead. 700 of those fatalities in Derna, which is underwater after two dams and four bridges collapsed, have been buried, but the health minister reports many bodies are still lying on the ground. Fox says Lillian Wu, that part of Libya has a separate government not recognized internationally. America America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 9:31. News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne. 83 degrees right now. Partly cloudy skies here in Pensacola. Well, pretty much all of Florida's east coast can expect life-threatening surf and rip currents this week. It's all because of Category 3 Hurricane Lee out in the Atlantic. Distant hurricanes can still produce deadly rip current and surf conditions. So please, if you're going to be going to the beach, check the warning flags, uh, swim in areas where there's lifeguards. We lose a lot of people to uh, distant uh, hurricane-generated rip currents along the U.S. East Coast. So please be safe. And that's Dr. Michael Brennan from the National Hurricane Center. He says uh, Lee right now is a Cat 3 storm, maybe upgraded to Cat 4 later on today. It's expected to continue moving to the northwest eventually. It'll make a turn and head straight north, running parallel along the East Coast. Well, it was a deadly weekend for car accidents over in Santa Rosa County. There were two fatal crashes, one on State Road 89, another on I-10. Both of those were reported on Saturday. And Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson says people really need to slow down. You know, we're in a society now where you have to get to where you're going as fast as you can, and there's... You know, if anybody tries to slow you down, you tailgate and then you pass on the ride or what. And, you know, this is what causes it. People just not being patient. Johnson says his deputies are generally the first to arrive on scene and have to see the carnage in those crashes. Uh, He says people need to just start leaving earlier, slow down as they're driving. And uh, attorneys for extortion suspect Yurin Vandersloot have now asked an Alabama judge for a second extension in that trial to allow for more time to prepare. Yesterday was the deadline for their defense team to file pretrial motions. 
The defense requested a 45-day extension. Vandersloot's being held in Shelby County, Alabama. He's charged with two federal counts of wire fraud and extortion. It is 9.33. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast. We will have scattered showers and thunderstorms throughout the day today. 50% chance of rain overall. High today near 89 degrees. Overnight tonight dropping near 76. For Wednesday, 50% chance of rain with a high near 92. Wednesday night temperatures dropping near 74. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. Right now, 83 in Pensacola. 83 in Gulf Breeze. 80 in Milton. Our next news at at, uh, 10 o'clock in breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne. News Radio 92.3. I'm Jennifer Kashinka with your Money Now. If you work in tech, financial services, or retail, you're probably being pushed to work in the office full-time. But workplace experts say for most organizations, the concept of spending five days a week in the office is dead. Most companies will stick with the post-pandemic norm of spending two to three days per week in the office. During the first week of September, the average occupancy rate in offices in the top 10 cities in the U.S. was 47.3 percent of pre-pandemic levels compared to 44 percent this time last year. Smurfit Kappa Group and Westrock have formally signed a merger agreement as first outlined last week, creating a global paper and packaging powerhouse worth $20 billion. A new company, Smurfit West Rock, will be created with a main listing on the New York Stock Exchange and a standard listing in London. On Wall Street, the Dow Industrials down 68 at 34595 The Nasdaq is down 16 The S&P 500 is down 10 That's your money now. And now with a step back in the archives of Pensacola News, here's John Appleyard. September the 12th, 1896, from the Palafox Pier in downtown Pensacola. This is News Radio 1620. And now also on FM 92.3. Your reporter is on this site today, having just returned from a ride across the bay in the new boat just acquired by the Pensacola Harbor Pilots Association, the boat being named the Summers Smith. Yes, the port's 41 pilots have added this fifth crash to their small fleet, and they have invested heavily to assure high-speed, safe, quality service to the growing number of vessels arriving here in Pensacola. Pilot Chairman Andrew Hill was the guide and spokesman on this occasion, and he told we newsmen that the Summersmith is truly the finest such craft that could be built. She is 119 feet in length, has a double expansion steam power plant, and is capable of 15 knots per hour in normal seas. The vessel cost the pilots $50,000, a remarkable sum. Currently, The pilots maintain two vessels here at the Palafox Pier with the remainder of their fleet at their station on the Navy Yard so that quick contact may be made with incoming vessels. On average this past year, there were 63 vessels of all sizes and types assisted by the pilots each month. All of this, of course, for guidance to dockage and anchorage or return through the pass into the Gulf. The Summersmith was built by the Newport News Shipbuilding and Dry Dock Company in Virginia. This is John Appleyard for News Radio 1620. Start your mornings with Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News 5 to 9. Followed by the Pensacola Expert Panel, or Pep Talk. Then, join the national news conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins at 11. Fox News' Guy Benson takes over at 2. And join Gracie Rep up your workday from 4 till 7. And then, Dave Ramsey takes over. On News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable.
92.3, it's the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm here with Mike Wiggins from the Garden Line. And, man, have we got the text going on, on today. Bring, hey, on. bring on those texts. All right, now we're going to talk about the live oak trees and the sprouts that come up from the roots. And what can we do about That's that? That's a tough one. That is a tough one. This is where I'll call on the audience. If you've got a great solution for that, let me know. But there are a couple things you have to consider. One, if they're in your yard, if they're coming up in your yard, just you just got to keep them mowed down, period. If they're in a flower bed and you want to, say, spray something, you have to be careful. You don't want to put down chemicals that will leach into the roots of your live oak and damage it. One product that, once again, we tell people to do their own personal research on this because there's a lot of discussion about it, Roundup really won't work on killing live oak sprouts hmm. because it's a woody plant. That Roundup is for grassy weeds. It's, it's a woody plant. So if it's in a natural area, flower bed, what have you, or just an area right around the oak tree, um, I think you're going to have to kind of clip them down or try to dig them up. Um, if it's in your lawn, I just mow them. Now, I'm open for suggestions because that's a tough one that we've all lived with for years, and I've never seen a satisfactory resolution. From uh, Walnut Hill, the Satsuma tree. It's 30 feet tall, has absolutely no fruit this year. From freeze, I don't know. Always had full fruit in the past years. Will it come back? Well, if it has foliage on it right now, I think you're probably going to be in good shape. It, um, it may have been the cold. Um, that freeze is, is, was not good, but it sure gives us a lot of excuse in the horticulture business. <laughs> they, oh, it was the cold that did it. Well, I don't know if that's the case or it's not. It's not you. It's the cold. It, it's the cold. Exactly. Uh, but I have a feeling that could easily be it. But if you've got good foliage on it, oh, no, I'd let it go. Um, you know, pruning your citrus trees is really something that's not – Quite frankly, it's not necessary. A lot of the experts say you don't have to do it. If you want to obviously clean out dead branches and that type of thing. But it sounds like this is a huge tree. I would be sure to use some citrus fertilizer in the spring. Be sure you, it's for the tree that big, be sure you do use enough of it because it's, you know, you've got a lot of, a lot of roots to deal with there. So um, I, would, I wouldn't give up on it at all. I think I would just blame it on the weather. Blame it on environmental conditions, the cold, if you will, and um, hope for a better day. Um, and do the fertilization and water, of course, you know, because once it's, it gets dry too, be sure you get your water on it. And sometimes when you get those trees like that, allowing your sprinkler system to um, take care of that isn't enough water. Um, what an old, old-fashioned method is to get your hose out there maybe, I don't know, once every three or four weeks and just set it next to the, next to the tree and let it just dribble on it for a couple of hours and get some real good deep watering. Okay. And I bet you, I bet you'll um, you'll be okay in the long term. I think you'll be fine. Okay. Yes, sir. Eight five zero four three seven one six two zero. Talking with Mar- Mike Wiggins from the Garden Line. What is the best thing to use on spurge? What is spurge? Spurge is a weed. Okay. It's a weed. Oh, absolutely. Um, spurge is um, what I classify as a um, a broadleaf weed. Um, I would do this. When it gets cool, there are two ways you can handle this. When it gets cool, and I, when I say cool, when it's down into probably the high is maybe in the low 80s or even, yeah, around 80, um, you can use a product, uh, what they call a post-emergence product called Trimec. And there are a bunch of other ones on the market. Trimec is just one I've used over the years. And you can spray it. 
and you can spray it, and you won't damage your grass. If you did it tomorrow, it would probably kill your grass in addition to the, to the weed. But the most important thing you can do is in November is use the um, atrazine what, pre-emergence, which is going to keep those weeds from coming up next spring. Use it in November, 90 days later. Use it in February, and that's the best you can do for that. Then you go back to your trimec in late spring when it's hadn't gotten hot yet. Hmm. So it's, it's not easy. It's, um, it's a weed that um, is very common to all of us. But that's, that's the schedule I would follow. But don't forget that November atrazine pre-emergence. And you can, there are a lot of other atrazine or pre-emergence. Dimension is another one. Um, a lot of products that one can use. But just the, the timing of it is such, hey, it's Thanksgiving. Who's worried about the yard, right? But take a few minutes and get that pre-emergence weed killer on there. Same for February. It's cold. It's nasty. You don't think about your yard. But yeah. you got to get it on there early. Because once those weeds that sprout up just a little bit, it's too late, too late. Using a weed and feed, for example, in May, in my opinion, is relatively useless. You have to do it early. Very interesting. Oh, another comment about the centipede. I have a few small piles of dirt up here in my centipede. Is this from a mole? Could be. Could be. Those things could are be worms. Worms will do that. Worms will do that too. Those moles will eat up your yard. Oh, they will. Um, and, and moles is one of the most hardest questions to answer, but it's one of the most frequently asked questions. Um, what I recommend doing, of course, is the moles are not really damaging your grass. Now, they'll, they'll do runners and that type of thing, but they're after insects. They're not, the, not going to eat your grass. They're after the insects. So put out some granular insecticide to try to control the insects, then maybe they'll go to your neighbors. Um, but remember, 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 Jane, remember, Jane, we talked about this one time about, you know, taking care of moles, which yes. some people call a pocket gopher. Yeah. Um, taking care of those moles. They've been so hard to control that people have resorted to um, kind of um, urban legends, um, old wives' tales, whatever yeah. you want to call them. You know, putting a lock of hair in the run, oh putting my. a roll of juicy mm -hmm. fruit gum. Got to wear gloves because you don't want to have um, any human scent on there. <laughs> Um, and, no. But I, I love the lock of hair. I've got to go get a haircut in the next couple of days anyway. I may get some and bring it home with me. Maybe you can just, like, put it in a baggie and we can pass it out to to your listeners. Let's sell it. Let's sell it. Let's make a buck or two on that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, your hair ain't free, all right? <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. Oh, my goodness. But, but that's what I would do. I think my first thing would be a good granular insecticide, which is a good idea this time of year anyway, just in case you get those mole crickets and sod webworms. Um, to control them, as many of the insects as you can. Um, and do it on the perimeter, especially on the perimeter of your yard, because they are coming from somewhere else, especially if there's new construction in your neighborhood mm. or somebody's clearing some land, that type of thing, then um, then you really are going to have a mold problem because they're going to move. Yeah, and that's they, when all the critters come out, isn't it? Sure. The, the little ones that you may not see other times yeah, of the year oh yeah, during exactly. construction and that. And I like your comment. Just send them to your neighbors. Let them have <laughs> That's their issue now. Yeah, it ain't yeah, yours. Yeah, if we have the neighbors listening, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> We're sorry, we, neighbors. We don't mean to send them your We're way. We're so I, sorry. I mean, they word that another way. It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. You can text your calls, Your uh, not your calls, text your comments. What do you need to know today? He is so full of information and help for you and your garden and your yard. It's 850-437-1620. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel, and we're going to be right back after this.
Summer is here, and it's time for your favorite weekend activities. It all starts with a stop at Barnes Feed Store. Now it's the time to get your hands dirty planting your favorite flowers and vegetables in the garden. What will you grow this year? Barnes Feed Store has been helping gardens grow better for generations. You'll sure have the best-smelling backyard while grilling those burgers. Now you can get the big green egg and accessories at Barnes. Get your gardening, grilling, pet supplies, and so much more at Barnes Feed Store in Inslee on Old Palafox. News Radio 92.3, it is the Pensacola Expert Panel. That just came on us uh, rather quickly. I'm so sorry, Mr. Wiggins, Mike Wiggins from the Garden Line. He is just so full of information, and unfortunately, we just got to talking off the air about a picture that someone sent of their beautiful yard. So uh, we don't know who you are, but he did want to talk to you about it. It's 850-437-1620. You can send in that uh, for us. I have one comment on that picture of that. They just sent us with that front yard. And whatever you're doing, keep doing it. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a beautiful front yard. I hope you sent it to us just for us to brag about it because it really is beautiful. You've done a good job. And there's so many things that go into making a, a pretty yard. And we've talked about some of them today, fertilizer and weed control and that type of thing. But um, the one thing we need to be sure we're doing, especially in this dry weather, is do not scalp that lawn. That is the worst thing that one can do is mowing it way too low. Remember, our rules are uh, St. Augustine, four inches, centipede, about three inches, zoysia, a little over two. And sometimes when you mow it, it comes, this time of year especially, it, it'll need mowing again pretty quickly. Yeah. Still, the health of the lawn is uh, going to be improved if you do mow it high. And um, this picture we have looks like they're doing just that. Yeah, it was gorgeous gorgeous absolutely and you can text in your comments 850-437-1620 you you can hit a couple more on your list that you brought and i know we haven't had time to do the list because we're having such a great time oh no no no. this is fun we appreciate these texts we really do Uh, yeah let me just mention a a couple of them um number one i I mentioned this last week Uh, let me say it again because i'm kind of going down my list here um we be sure that you keep your beds mulched because if you don't, especially this time of year, it's been a long summer. We had a lot of rain earlier on in the year, and a lot of that mulch is washed away, and you're left with bare dirt. Well, if we should get a lot of rain in the fall, um, a lot of that dirt and stuff is going to wash into the gutter, wash into the stormwater system, get into the bays, that type of thing. You don't want that. So be sure we keep them mulched. Pine straw is still one of my favorites, and you can buy it in bales, or you can buy it in those big rolls. I think that's a pretty good way to buy it. Kind of heavy to lug around, but it's not a bad way at all to buy it. Um, pine bark nuggets work. Cypress mulch works. Really, almost anything works. I kind of like. I have a bed, my front bed. I use the pine bark nuggets. I just gives it. I just kind of like the look of it. I really do. So, anyway. Point is, you need to get that mulch in there. It's good not only to, to help environmentally with the stormwater, but also it helps to keep the moisture in that bed, which is going to help the plants in that bed. So be sure we, we continue with that. Um, one other thing I want to prepare us for, um, this is on our checklist, is some ultra-fine oil. 
a lot of our plants, and I'll say a sago palm is a great example. You look underneath the fronds of a sago palm, and it looks like snow. Mm-hmm. Well, that is scale, which is a little insect that has adhered to the bottom of that leaf, and it's just literally sucking the juices out of that plant, mm-hmm. and eventually it'll kill it. But we do get it on most of our broadleaf plants, like ligustrum and um, cliera and uh, camellias and that type of thing. Well, ultrafine oil is what we need to use when temperatures moderate just a little bit. Let's go back to that, oh, let's say high in the low 80s, that right. type of thing. Right. So um, ultrafine oils. Um, it used to be most of our listeners who have gardened for years remember that we used to use a product called Volk oil, V-O-L-C-K. It was an ortho product. But this ultrafine oil is an improved version of that, which is not quite as restrictive insofar as the temperatures when you use it. The bulk oil, you had to be careful. If it was too hot or too cold, you could damage your plants. Ultrafine oil has got a little um, larger um, realm of temperatures that that you can use it. But it is so important. Our our ancestors, I guess our grandparents, um, it was kind of a rite of spring and a rite of fall. That's what they did it. They always sprayed with oil spray. Um, in the spring and the fall, and we need to do the same. Yeah, they knew all the all the tricks, oh, they knew all the, the tricks. stuff. They Absolutely, those We're old gonna tricks still work. Take another quick break. Text in your comments or concerns to eight five zero four three seven one six two zero. It is the Pensacola Expert Panel with Mike Wiggins and the Garden Line. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy, Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Skyrizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Skyrizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. Join Cat 5 Hurricane Fabric this Thursday at 9.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Cat 5 Hurricane Fabric is one of the least expensive hurricane protection systems available. It is strong and safe and defends against wind, water, and flying debris. The professionals from Cat 5 Hurricane Fabric will be here to take your calls and answer any questions you may have about protecting your home and family during a storm. That's this Thursday at 9.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Cat 5 Hurricane Fabric. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. News Radio Pensacola. He's on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. News Radio 92.3 is the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Welcome back. Excuse me. Catherine from Ferry Pass uh, let us know that they're having some rain over there in Ferry Pass. Well, let me tell you right now, Jan, take a, a 180 in your chair and look out the window of the studio there. What do you see? Rain, Rain. drops have fallen on Absolutely. our head. Look at that. Boy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bring it on. I wish you'd do it all day. We kind of sort of are in Ferry Pass. Now, if so I I got, if we have folks visiting Pensacola and they're at the beach, um, 
I'm sorry, but we need this rain really, really Well, it bad. may not be raining at the beach. That's exactly. the nature of Pensacola. Exactly. Well, well, Shelby, if you get too sunburned at the beach or it rains you out, come to downtown Pensacola. We have got so much to offer you. Yes, sir. Everything from museums, history, restaurants, bars, you name it. We've got the, we've got the best of the best. So there are things to do in Pensacola if you get rained out at the beach. No That's doubt right. About it. But this is just great. Good. And I'm just radar. I'm looking at the radar here. It looks like there's a lot to our west. Maybe it's coming our way. Let's hope so. Oh, we do need it. No you, doubt about you it. You were saying that earlier. Uh, our Lister and Ferry Pass, thank you. You made it happen. You did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ferry Pass. Ferry Pass gets a round of applause. Go, no Catherine. Doubt about it. Yeah. But um, so I want to go out in that rain. You want to just go look at it? Just see what it looks like? Not again? really. My hair will get all messed up. <laughs> We don't want that I got to look cute. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Uh, it's 850 say On the radio, it's not what you know. It's how you look. <laughs> you know, it's just the nature, the nature of talk radio. Exactly. <laughs> Give us a few more of those September lists. That well, you- oh, this, this, is, this is one that's fun. Um, and this kind of is in contradiction of what we've taught over the years. This is a time of year we've always told people that um, your caladium bulbs that you planted in the spring mm-hmm. that have been so gorgeous all year long tend to start drooping over. They tend to start um, reacting to the fall weather that's coming. Um, So what we do when they do that, when they're just not pretty anymore, we dig up the caladium bulbs. We lay them out on a table somewhere in the yard where they can stay dry, so they dry out. Then you cut the tops off of them, and then you save them. You save the bulbs. Put them in a tray that's dry. Put them in a croaker sack and hang them in the garage somewhere where it's not going to freeze. And then you plant them again, usually in April. Okay. Okay, that's fine. But here's the deal, and this is what I've discovered with the ones I plant, and I love them. I plant them every year. But this year, this year, even with the cold we had, um, my caladium bulbs, I I just was going to say, I don't have time to dig them up. I'm not going to go through all of that. I'm just going to plant new ones Mm -hmm. next spring. Because we've got that contact we've always tell people about um, caladium Florida down in um, South Florida. That's a great resource online for caladium bulbs. In any event, all of mine came up. They came back prettier than ever without digging them up. And I know maybe um, that may have happened over the years for some people, but for me, usually they rotted in the ground mm-hmm. and I had to replace them. But I'm not. I'm going to do the same thing this year. I'm just going to let them go. Let them go and see if they come back. If they don't come back, you can plant caladiums late in the season. Back in the day, we used to have big caladium sales in the latter part of June. So if, you, if you're yeah. sitting there in May and you don't even see one little bit of caladiums coming out of the ground, you can just plant some new ones in, and they'll come up very fast. The warmer the, warmer the soil, the quicker they'll come up. I tell you what, Mike Wiggins. What? From the Garden Line, our time has flown today. So much input, so many questions. We have to stop down one more time. It is the Pensacola Expert Panel, 437-1620, for any questions or concerns from Mike Wiggins with the Garden Line.